The cost of data breaches is going up and is impacting more businesses globally than ever before. So how are breach-related expenses evolving and what steps are businesses taking to ensure they're adequately covered? Today I'm joined by Larry Poneman, chairman and founder of research firm the Poneman Institute, to review how breaches and the costs associated with them are evolving and why the cost of breaches keeps going up. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. So Larry, Poneman's annual cost of a data breach study, now in its 10th year, is one of the cybersecurity industry's most anticipated annual breach reports, second only to Verizon's annual data breach investigations report. In this year's report, which was sponsored by IBM, your firm notes that the cost of data breaches is going up and that more industries globally are being impacted by breaches. Why are the costs, Larry, going up? Is it because we're seeing more breaches, there's more data being compromised, or is it just the expense of recovering from a breach? Well, that's a great question, and I appreciate it. Well, there are probably more than one reason for cost increases, and we've been looking at the cost increase issue for now nearly 10 years. And so the number one reason, we think, is that the root cause of the data breach is a criminal or malicious insider or a hacker rather than system glitches or negligent employees. The majority of data breaches that we study each year we kind of look at the root cause and there are usually three that we focus on, although there are probably a lot more than three. And historically, negligence and system glitches were the dominant reasons for data breach, not bad guys trying to steal data, but that's changed over the last 10 years quite a bit. And so now the number one root cause of a data breach and clearly the most costly root cause is criminal or malicious attacker. And so Larry, why would you say that the number one root cause now is criminal or malicious attackers? Is it that they've just become more sophisticated and we're not detecting them as readily as we did say 12 to 16 months ago? Well, these bad guys are really very clever and they're becoming more difficult to find and when they commit a crime like they steal data, sometimes it's hard to detect or it takes many, many weeks, months or even years to detect the actual incident. Obviously, smart attackers, stealthy attackers, the whole process of identifying and containing the data breach becomes more expensive for most companies. So Larry, looking at some of the trends that you've noted in your study over the last 10 years, what would you say stands out the most? I mean, obviously, the cost of breaches going up is noteworthy, but what other points would you say are noteworthy? Well, definitely the cost is increasing, and you know, cost is the basis of the study, so our readers are interested in understanding what's the true cost of the data breach both in terms of the uh, per record basis as well as total average cost. But we also look at many other factors. And so we also look at what organizations are doing to mitigate future data breaches, you know, what kind of investments they're making, you know, what seems to be working, what's not working that well, what becomes shelfware in the using the security vernacular. <laughs> and I think the key variable is that a lot of organizations are doing a lot more and they're doing a better job. Although, as I said before, even if organizations are doing better, the bad guys are also keeping up step with the good guys, and as a result, it's still very hard to manage this process, and that's what causes the cost to increase every year. So, Lyra, let's talk a little bit about the cost of a data breach. Can you give us some idea about how the cost per compromised record, for instance, uh, has increased over the last 10 years? Sure. So when we do our cost studies, we actually use a, a model that is called activity-based costing. It's a tool that allows us to aggregate both direct and indirect costs to activity layers or levels. And in total, just to show you the complexity of the process, we actually track 188 different 
potential activities that lead to cost. And of those, they kind of roll up into four broad categories, which include detection, escalation, which is one category, notification, ex post response, and business-related costs. And in each of those categories, obviously, as I mentioned, there are lots of subcategories. But generally speaking, what we find is that organizations are spending more resources on detection really trying to get their arms around what's the root cause, what's the problem, how do I remedy this problem, and how can I make sure that in the future I don't have this problem again. And so that's actually a cost increase that's good because you want organizations to be more vigilant and to be more preventive on their approach to dealing with data breaches. Other costs that aren't a signal of goodness but unfortunately are true and very costly issues relate to customer churn or reputation damage, or even goodwill that a company experiences, maybe a loss of goodwill, as a result of not being a good steward of the information they collect about customers, employees, and so on. So in general, all of those components you know, are interrelated, and they result in different costs for different types of organizations. When we do our study, we actually do industry analysis. And this year, our study was conducted in 11 countries. We actually see very significant country differences and very significant industry differences. And those seem to be pretty consistent over the years that we've been doing this research. So Larry, what are some of the differences that you see from country to country? Are there certain parts of the world that are being targeted more often than others? Oh, absolutely. The U.S. has the biggest bullseye on its back, unfortunately. But Germany's pretty close. The U.S., Germany, the U.K., and France definitely have more cyber attacks and cyber attacks that are more serious and maybe more likely to fall into that category criminal or malicious. But in general, all of the countries that we study have cyber attacks that are potentially very costly to them. India and Brazil have much lower costs of data breach because of labor cost differences. In the U.S. and Germany tend to have the highest cost of data breach. And then all of the other organizations are somewhere in the middle between these two extremes. But just to show you the difference, the global cost of the data breach per compromised record this year is $154. For the U.S. it's $217, and for Germany it's $211. For much, much lower, it's in the you know, $76 to $100 range in India and Brazil. So there are some big differences there. In terms of industry, heavily regulated industries, industries that have regulations for privacy and data protection normally have a higher cost of data breach. Organizations with a high trust factor, like banking, there's a higher expectation that these organizations are not going to lose your data because they're banks and they don't lose money, they're not going to lose your personal information. So when a bank has a data breach, for example, it has a more significant impact on reputation than, say, a retailer or a company in the hospitality industry. So then what about some of the industries, the differences there that you note in the way that they react to or the expense that they face when it comes to a breach? Are banking industries then facing more expenses even though they perhaps might not be breached as often? Well, that's a great question too. A lot of organizations, again, that have a high cost of data breach are not necessarily experiencing a high probability that they will experience a future data breach. One of the features of our study, we vetted this about two or three years ago, but we've been looking at this for almost 10 years, is calculating a probability, the most likelihood or the most likely probability that an organization will suffer a data breach that's 10,000 or more records. And the reason why we say 10,000 or more, anything below 10,000 right now is due to the small data breaches chunk change. We should be looking at any data breaches somehow it's okay because it's small. All of these data breaches involve all potential harms to people, customers, employees, and so on. But again, we look at 10,000 to you know, positive infinity. 
And what we basically find is that it's about 22% on average. And one of the things that we've been looking at for a number of years is not just the cost of a data breach, but the likelihood that a company will experience a comparable data breach in the future. And we look at a two-year window, so the future is defined sometime between now and two years from now. And overall, across all countries and all industries, we get about 22%. The likelihood that an organization will have a data breach is about 22%, which another way of looking at it is a one in five chance or most likely within a five-year period, you're going to have another material data breach. It does vary, though, by country. In Germany, for example, which has a high cost of data breach, has a low probability of occurrence. It means that you know, they're doing a better job in reducing the risk of future data breaches. Whereas India and Brazil, they are low in terms of cost per compromised record, but they have a much higher likelihood of a data breach occurring sometime in the next two years. And again, the reason for that is a lot of the differences are due to the fact that Germany, for example, has a very strong security culture. We don't necessarily see that in other countries that we study, although it's getting better in most countries. The same is true in industry. So, for example, if you look at financial services, has a high cost of a data breach, but a low probability that a data breach will occur in the next two years. And again, financial services have been fighting and doing a good job in securing assets, information assets as well. And so as a result, they have a lower probability of a data breach. Compare that to healthcare, and there's a very high cost of a data breach as well as a very high likelihood of a data breach occurring in the future. And the reason there is that healthcare organizations tend to be security laggards. They don't necessarily have the same sophistication around security, data protection, and even privacy control. So it's a very interesting set of variables that we look at every year. Larry, where does the retail sector fall in the fold here? Is it somewhere in between healthcare and banking? as far as the number of breaches and the cost associated with them? Retail has been on kind of the lower end. In other words, a lower cost of a data breach and a lower likelihood of occurrence. That changed big time after Target and some of the other major retailers having major, major data breaches. And so this year it moved up quite a bit from the low cost side of the curve to the middle to upper middle to even close to the high point of the curve. And so uh, I think in part, a lot of retailers had reputation issues, and you know, when people said, you know, Target, um, they have great products, but I don't really trust them with, with my credit card information, so I'm going to shop at Walmart or I'm going to shop at Kmart. Um, so, you know, we basically saw quite a bit of customer churn uh, in the retail sector this year, much higher than in prior years, and that isn't just a U.S. phenomenon. It seems to be true across, you know, all of the 11 countries that we studied. Larry, 2014 was coined the year of the breach. How would you coin 2015? We could look at 2015 as maybe the year of the breach squared. <laughs> you know, just today we heard about a major data breach involving federal employees and you know, involving millions and millions of records. Another way of looking at it is 2014 was the year of the data breach. Maybe 2015 is the year of the mega data breach. But we definitely see data breaches on the rise, and there are potentially lots of reasons for it, but it's been part due to the reality that bad guys are very smart, and they see a lot of money in the data that they can steal from companies or seize from companies. Also, there are nation-state attackers, and they can do a lot of damage to our critical infrastructure by stealing or seizing personal information. And we can see certain sectors particularly vulnerable, healthcare being one, which is very surprising. Historically, healthcare has been kind of not on the hacker radar list, but it's changed. And I think in part is because health information is very valuable on the, in the dark web. 
Larry, in Verizon's most recent data breach investigations report, which I mentioned in the introduction, Verizon notes that while breaches continue to increase, the amount of compromised data and subsequent expense isn't necessarily increasing just because breaches are increasing. Do you find those particular findings from that report to jibe with the findings from your own study? Well, it doesn't jive completely. Again, we look at different things in the Verizon report. So we're kind of looking at, you know, apples to banana comparison. But not just in this particular study, but other Poneman studies, we find that, number one, breaches are increasing in frequency, and those that involve the exfiltration of data are, in particular, it's increasing. And also, the size of the data breach is increasing. Um, that the size increase is not that significant. It may be like 1% or 2% over the prior year, but it's moving in that direction. So they're getting more frequent and they're getting larger, which is not a good thing. So Larry, could you tell us a little bit about how your survey is conducted and the number of companies that you include in the survey, the methodology, how you're pulling some of this data together? So I'm going to be a boring research guy and talk about <laughs> our methodology in detail. And by the way, if you really want to see the gruesome details, read our report. We actually provide a lot of those details. And uh, sometimes making them a little bit less readable and a little less enjoyable, I apologize. But in terms of methods, we use a modeling technique called activity-based costing. It's a tool that has been around for oh, at least 35 years. And in fact, the guy that invented activity-based costing, a gentleman by the name of Bob Kaplan, a professor at the Harvard Business School, and he was my cost accounting teacher, so I learned from the master. But basically, activity-based costing requires that you kind of break your analysis into component parts around core activities that lead to data breach. In total, we have 188 core activities that we measure, and those roll up into four cost categories, which I mentioned earlier in an earlier question. The total study takes about 10 months to to complete from start to finish. So it is truly a labor of love. It's a lot of work to get the results that we report every year. Now this year, our study involved 350 companies in 11 countries. And every year, we've added a country or two. And every year, our sample size has increased. We use a uh, activity-based costing survey to collect and extrapolate data. And we basically use non-parametric statistical methods to analyze statistical significance on different variables or different characteristics of the data that we collect. Um, we also look at factors, and we do a factor analysis to determine what are the drivers to cost increases and cost decreases. So things like um, having uh, an incident response team in place seems to decrease the cost of a data breach, whereas uh, having data breaches that are somehow involving your third parties, like your vendors, seems to significantly increase the cost of data breach. So we look at multiple factors. This year we report on 11. Last year we reported on 8. And this coming year we'll probably look at about 20 key factors. So anyway, we do that, uh, and we do it as a labor of love, and we hope that people read the report and get value and find value in it. And then, Larry, before we close, are there any final points that you'd like to note about some of the findings or the trends that you see when it comes to the cost of a data breach? Sure. Well, I think that, for the most part, people are not sick of data breaches. <laughs> They're so quite concerned about it. There's one theory that, over time, people will kind of become immune to the impact. They'll say, oh, another data breach, and you know, I'm, I'm not going to worry about it. But people actually do spend a lot of time thinking about you know, the consequences of the data breach that might impact them and their household and their family. It's a big problem, and it's a problem that's not going to go away. And it seems, at least in the short term, it's, it's going to lead to higher and higher costs for organizations. 
that are not managing their data protection activities well. So I think it's a call to arms. I think companies can do a better job in protecting information and, in fact, experience some cost savings because they're being smarter about data security. And if organizations do that, and ultimately, I think, costs will start to flatten out and ultimately decline. Larry, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. Again, we've just heard from Larry Poneman of the Poneman Institute. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.